0: Welcome to Injection Magazine's Weekly Injection, a podcast we like to discuss both conventional and unconventional topics within society, with new episodes out every single Friday. Hi guys, welcome back to the Weekly Injection brought to you by Injection Magazine. I am G as always, and I'm back again this week with someone very special who you actually have not heard from in a while. I am here with today.
1: Well, it's with uh Johnny number two with, <laughs> with g number two actually hi gina <laughs> nice to see you well nice to nice to hear you, you too
0: actually. how have you been in these uh a few weeks i haven't heard from you
1: well um i've been quite busy actually but i enjoyed the weather surprisingly the weather has been good here in scotland so you just got to enjoy it when when you can things are opened up and it's sunny and when you can yeah exactly
0: <laughs> So today's episode is actually going to be led by you, Gianni, because I am not as familiar with the topic as you are. So if you just <laughs> want to go ahead and let me know all about what today's episode is going to be about.
1: Well, today we are going to be talking about chems, chem sex, and um, since it's Pride Month, the Gay Pride Month, we decided to bring up this topic, which is so controversial within the gay community. And for those out there who don't know what chems means is basically having sex under the influence of drugs. So the terminology, the terminology is chems, which means, like I said, um, having a party or having you know, sexual encounters with people under the influence of drugs. And I don't know if you heard about the term before, Or if it's totally new to you? I think
0: I've heard about it like briefly, like just thrown around. Like I think it's something that you see like pop up every so often and like some, you know, when you're scrolling through like Vice articles and like something will pop up about it or, and I think I knew that it was associated with drugs or being under the influence before I actually looked it up. But I'm still like, I'm not, I'm not like a hundred percent certain on what the topic is on
1: oh what did that? well i first heard of it when i created my profile on grinder and i saw people um with profile names such as h and h which means horny and high um obviously i didn't know anything about it until i asked one of those guys and he said well i'm high i'm horny and i was like all <laughs> well, right but what that what does being high mean and he was like well i'm on chems and then i asked it, well, what do chems mean? <laughs> do you know, <laughs> if you could please answer the question very clearly, I would understand what you're doing at the moment. And then he said, "Well, I'm um, basically smoking a drug that's called tea, and T stands for Tina, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is basically methamphetamine, oh. but that's that's the name that." Um, that's the name by which the drug is known within the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. community or especially within, you know, the community mm-hmm. that fancy, that fancies drugs. Um, so um, I late, well, the time I was speaking to the guy on Grindr, I let him, you know, introduce me to this topic. And then he said that um, people who smoke tea or Tina um, are able to have sex for prolonged periods of times. Men in, for example, If I wanted to have sex with someone and started to smoke tea before that, and I don't know, it's seven o'clock in the Mm -hmm. evening, I would be able to have sex continuously with nonstop for days. If I keep smoking tea during the Mm -hmm. sexual encounter. So these people, these people who consume drugs for, you know, having sex can keep on having um, orgasms for three, four days in a row. Um, which I found really impressive. So, so after the guy, yeah. So, when ahead.
0: we talk about chems, is it um, sex under the influence of like any drug or is it just specific ones?
1: Well, no, it's um, specific ones. So, we're talking about mm-hmm. T, which I just mm-hmm. introduced it to. And we've also got G. Um, and G, so, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny, right? So, they've got T, G. And obviously, you can include mm-hmm. weed, um, depending on you know, depending on on the situation. Yeah. But it's primarily T and G, and and some people some people add cocaine to the equation mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but the the most famous ones are T and mm-hmm. G. So uh, essentially, T can be smoked yeah. or can be injected, and G can be uh, G cannot be smoked, but it's primarily mixed with um with drinks g. so you drink it uh g stands for i think it's methamphetamine as well um but g has recently been introduced to the gay community so it's not it hasn't been out in the market as long as tea has uh, and the thing with j is that it's very it's highly addictive mm-hmm. and it's really easy to bust out from an overdose which is why um well we'll talk about that later but in essence people consume these two types of rocks so t and g so the thing with t the thing with t is that you most people smoke it so they smoke through mm-hmm. a pipe so they put some water on the pipe in the pipe and then they um there is like a little a little circle on mm-hmm. top of the pipe where they put the powder because G is uh, tea is spi- uh, powder and then they burn the powder with a lighter and then they inhale, you know, the smoke that comes mm-hmm. through the pipe. Uh, it's basically the smoke with um, the vape that comes from the mm-hmm. water and then the vape brings up the, the tea and then the smoke that. Uh, and tea is normally mixed with juice. So they drink a little uh, glass of juice, but with, you know, a few drops of tea inside mm-hmm. and then they drink it. Or... Um, I've recently been told that they can mix G with water and then do something called a booty pump. <laughs> so it's basically, yeah, just what you have imagined. Uh, so that's like what people um... do. So they put that uh, from you.
0: No, yeah, no, I've heard.
1: Uh, do you know, have you heard of the term? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I was just about to say that. I was looking for yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. Um, S- I think. Exactly. Yeah, I think so that's like that. No, I've heard about people taking uh, other um, substances through uh, that engine. Because <laughs> a lot of people would... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've heard of people taking, like, uh, MDMA and, like, ecstasy um, through that and I, I, yeah. I think it, yeah. I guess, yeah. absorbs things. It doesn't sound very glamorous, but...
1: It doesn't sound very glamorous, but... A uh, close acquaintance of mine told me that if you um, if you consume G from behind, like you said, um, it will absorb it quickly, and you can you know feel the effects more mm-hmm. quickly. Therefore, um, but the thing with G is that you've got to be careful yeah. with how much you know how much drops mm-hmm. you're putting, how many drops you're putting in the drink. Otherwise, you can easily mm-hmm. overdose. Whereas with tea, whereas with tea, you just smoke it. Uh, but what I found really impressive and scary at the same time is that people can go on for days, you know, having sex for days. and then, Without sleeping. Um, Yeah, the sleep is deprived by the drug. So um, these people don't sleep for days, you know, while they are on the defects of the drug. They, they can't sleep because they don't feel sleepy. Uh, they don't eat anything because they don't feel hungry. And they, they purely
0: um, just have sex. That's the
1: they purely just have yeah, sex, yeah, yeah. Which I'm not criticizing by you know by all means. Um this is not a podcast to make any mm-hmm. you know unreasonable judgments about people who do drugs. Mm-hmm. Um this is just an introduction to to chems, um what actually happens to those people who consume chems um while they're having sex. Um it is very easy to find people who are, um, you know, people who fancy cams on Grinder or applications like mm-hmm. Grindr. Um, people put, oh, well, worth mentioning that the app has banned people from putting horny and high on their yeah. profiles. So it's, it's not a big thing. legal it's to a... literally write, I'm horny or, you know, I sell mm-hmm. drugs but or it's whatever. Like a,
0: it's like a really big thing in the...
1: It's like the a really big thing, app. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, in fact, when I, when I became single <laughs> and I created I created my Grindr profile, I discovered that more people were into it in comparison to what I saw when I was in London. Um, so, well, for those who don't know, I lived in Scotland, uh, but I lived in London before moving mm-hmm. up here. Uh, I had my Grindr profile in London. Uh, you seldom saw people um, who were doing chems at the time, but now, well, at least I'm talking about mm-hmm. Edinburgh, I'd say around thirty percent of the people that I've seen on Grinder are into doing chems. But sex. what do you think um, attracts
0: people to it? What do what you think that? attracts people to chems?
1: I think is the I think it is the fantasy of having sex forever, for putting several days in, in a row. <laughs> exactly, yeah, for as long as you want, mm-hmm. basically, because if you keep doing drugs. Um, you would then feel horny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the thing with the cams is that you, w- while you are in chems, at least for men, you can't ejaculate. You can't. So if you don't ejaculate, you can't, you can't. So if you if you don't ejaculate, you can keep on, mm-hmm. you know, for days if you want to, because you still have that sexual, you know, you, you still get that sexual pleasure from the mm-hmm. act. Uh, so I think that's that. And then there is also the fact that people feel um, inhabited when they are on yeah. drugs. So people, people might be willing to do things that they wouldn't if they were sober, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So for instance, you know, having sex with several people at the same time or um, experiencing with toys or with puppets, yeah. or just doing you know sexual positions so, that they would normally do if they're sober. Would you
0: say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Trying kind to of wrap my head around everything because <laughs> honestly, it's a much different topic than I, I thought when you said cams. I was just like, Oh, what well, sex and drugs? What happens all the time? And sometimes you feel like, oh, yes. no, girl. but would you say that, like, uh, people who engage in camps, would you say it's more of like a group thing? Because as you were saying, like, before, like parties, or more so, well, it's uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just an act between like. Sort of two people would you say people who are into well, i've known chems are more into like parties or like group i or... well i've known
1: people i've known people who do chems by themselves Oh. meaning that just people lying in the bed mm-hmm. smoking tea and watching mm-hmm. porn but the majority the majority of people who do chems do it in you know in groups yeah, so like
0: parties so like for
1: instance of... and in parties yeah well it's not like a party because you well I've seen that you don't have music whatsoever. <laughs> it's just people gathered all together yeah. and they had sex. Like, um, i want to do um something for this, you know, for the sake of disclosure. I once went to a Kim's party, but I didn't take anything because I was just too yeah. scared. But uh, yeah, someone someone tested it on grinder, and then he said, Um, would you like to come over? And I said, Okay, I've got nothing to lose, I'm off. So I went, I went around to his house and he didn't tell me that he was having you know, a wee party with his pals on, um, on Grindr. So there were a couple of people there and they were all taking drugs. And they were lovely people, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But um, they told me that it's normally a group thing yeah. that usually starts from one person doing chems and then that person gets horny and then the person will create a Grinder profile to invite all the people to join Mm. them if that makes sense um yeah yeah because the thing with cams is that you feel so horny and you feel so encountered like i said that you want you just want to be surrounded by many people and do several things you know different things with Mm -hmm. you know each person so to speak so i suppose you know this is a very broad topic and i'm not saying that people might not do it by themselves only but um from my understanding it is a way to socialize yeah. if you will
0: in a sexual way yeah and uh, yeah so yeah I can understand I guess like especially for people because like when you think about um sort of the experiences of it like as you said you know it's one the sort of sexual pleasure that you get out of it if you if you can go for days <laughs> and then like to sort of like the you know the fact that you are like inebriated you are high you are on a substance and then as well you know the fact that you if you are you know engaging in you know group sex or even um you know as a couple you are you have that sort of closeness with someone else as well and you're sort of like sharing an experience with someone else so in like I guess that yeah yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. kind of yeah, what attracts yeah. people to it yeah. like those three sort of outlets there
1: yeah uh, yeah yeah you are absolutely right plus um like any other drugs, chems are very stigmatized by society. Mm-hmm. So it isn't something they can openly talk yeah. about. Therefore, um, what I've seen from, for instance, from Grindr is that people, people who are into mm. chems, they tend to get it all yeah. together. So like you said, there is, there is this sort of closeness mm-hmm. built up within themselves because they can't they can't share it with everyone else that sexual yeah. it's not something you can
0: go down with everyone else you, know, you can't just like go to exactly. the like a, like a coffee shop or a bar and be like hey what are you two i'm into games exactly, what like, you? Like, nice exactly yeah <laughs> 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 could you fancy games tomorrow after my
1: coffee with you or you know it's uh, not really something that you so, could
0: say perhaps if you were just like going on a date as well either like it's not something you'd really
1: I wouldn't you, wouldn't you wouldn't say I wouldn't, first well, day. I wouldn't personally <laughs> well to be honest, um I'm such an open-minded person, so I wouldn't mind someone telling me yeah. that they are into camps, but that's just mm-hmm. myself. But um I don't think that's something that is likely to be spoken on a Compared first stage because like that tends to scare. Having people.
0: this like a community like, where you know everyone is into it as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's like a it's like a your secret mm-hmm. shared by everyone, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, if I think about it as a historian myself, <laughs> um, which I am, um, it is, it is a way to it is a way to connect with people by doing one common thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there is this central thing that's called KEMS, which connects everyone else, and it is an opportunity to, um open top and, you know, share your feelings, share, share your fears, share your happiness and 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 even get some support mm-hmm. from these people, even through having sex, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So people, this is what I found really interesting and is that people, people who are into chems um, aren't necessarily evil, mm-hmm. you know, as they are portrayed in the media or um, a, a, as you might think, Following the classic patterns of society, that people who are into camps are evil, or you know, they've got mental health issues whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. No, Um, I've met really lovely people with great personalities, great Mm -hmm. jobs, great families, etc., etc., and they're into camps. It's just a way. It's just a way for them to get away from routine and find other people. Um, You know, experience more freedom as well. Yeah. So this is the lovely part of it. There is, um, I
0: mean, I can identify dangers very clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, we've been talking about oh, it's so lovely. This, this, but there's that big red flag in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: yeah. Uh, the danger lies on the fact that um, if you. If you're doing cans for the first time with someone whom you haven't met before, I mean, uh, it is very likely that you can overdose. I think,
0: we, I think a lot of people will understand that there are dangers associated with sex, especially with
1: mm-hmm. casual sex. Yeah, with self, with, with sex sexy And then
0: there are dangers associated with sex. <laughs> So I feel like you know when you mix them two together, you do think, "Oh, there's a there's a few little uh, issues that could happen here."
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, um, as you are saying, having sex with strangers is risky by itself, and if you add drugs to the equation, it makes him, you know it makes it more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend to anyone doing chem sex with someone um, who they are meeting for the first time. Yeah. Because um, you can easily be dropped out and then, you know, be raped mm-hmm. or something. Or you can... Um, so your life is in danger, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, your physical integrity, your mental integrity, everything about yourself is in risk. So... Um, and I... I recently followed an investigation that was carried out by the BBC and I think that was before COVID. And uh, I don't have the percentage with me just now, but um there has you know there has been cases in London of people passing off on drugs from chem mm-hmm. and then just being left on the streets of London yeah. and then they're fine, but you know, they are found mm-hmm. by the police on the following day, which I think is crazy. And that's why I would say, well, I'm not the kind of person who would tell anyone not to try yeah. drugs because that's you know everyone's choice at the yeah. end of the day. I mean, but it's unrealistic. If you want, if you do it's want, it's
0: unrealistic to-, to tell people you know not to do drugs because yeah, drugs it make up to like people such not a to do big drugs. part of society, like you know someone has to say it like drugs are like huge like you walk down the street like probably half the people that you go past have like done drugs at one point yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah 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 I would rather say and that's me that's me I take responsibility for my own views but I would rather say if you want to try drugs that's fine do it do it as an experience but at least try to do with you know the right person
0: Mm -hmm. I guess
1: um because I've heard of really like, bad cases of people being
0: raped out. And I guess if we go, you know, going back to our very first podcast, um, when we were talking about <laughs> how people, you know, especially in the LGBTQ community, use, you know, outlets like Grindr and things like casual sex as a way to connect with other people, a way to explore themselves. A lot of people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on these apps are very young. And I guess, you know, there are so many concerns you know by if like someone who is really young and is never who doesn't really like know themselves doesn't really know what they're like and now they're going and like exploring camps and like you know exploring drugs for the first time and in this setting it can be very 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 dangerous
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. correct correct yeah 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 yeah. uh so that's why i'd say well in the same bbc investigation there was a guy there was a guy who was into drugs before um, becoming a speaker mm. or something. And then the guy, what the guy does just now, is that he's got a profile, a grandiose profile, and then he helps people who want to do chems for the first time, or people who have done chems and then they can't, they can quit. Mm-hmm. So this guy provides help, you know, to those people who are, you know, in need of talking to someone, or let's say if. If you try a drug for the first time and you, you feel like you you um you took too much drug, but you, you're afraid of going to yeah. the hospital, this guy will tell you what to do. Um, you know, um who is the right person to talk to as yeah. well and um, in the hospital. So I think it's better if you stayed away from that. <laughs> like I said, um just be careful. There are many, you know, I'm not saying that people who do chems um have mental problems whatsoever but there are some crazy people out there who Mm -hmm. do drugs or actually who use drugs to manipulate people Uh, it is really important to be aware that um the world is not just roses and unicorns there are people there who want to drug you to do um any harm Mm -hmm. to you or something or they want to steal things from you so um this is a bit of a moral lesson for anyone out there who is maybe thinking about doing chems or maybe it's attracted to the idea that there are pros and cons. Mm-hmm. That's what I could say about this topic. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: kind of like anything we talk about. It's never as simple as that. Yes or no, it really isn't. And that's yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: There isn't black and white. There isn't black and white. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what makes this podcast, well, at, at least that's my opinion, what makes this podcast different is that we never tell people what is right and what is Mm -hmm. wrong but rather we and that put the options out there yeah we discuss them and then it's for people to decide what they want to do with Mm -hmm. their lives which is basically um being a responsible adult (laughs) so um
0: a lovely note to end things on I'm so um, happy (laughs) to have you back here and to tell me all about this topic which I clearly didn't not I didn't know much about (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i wish people i wish people could see your camera because you look quite surprised after I'm talking about all of you know, things <laughs> you, know,
0: you told me you were just like oh we're gonna like oh do you want to do um a topic about this and i said oh i'll let you lead it because i'm not too sure about it but i'll take a quick google so i took a, a quick google i took a quick research <laughs> i thought i was i uh, pretty clued up but apparently not <laughs>
1: i just thought it was important here. To- Bringing to the podcast since we are celebrating, the, you know, the Gay Pride mm-hmm. Month, and it's a, you know, it is a bit of a deal in the LGBTQ plus community at mm-hmm. the moment. And I believe that more people are getting into it, and the more we talk about it, the more people would understand and then make the right choices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you for having no me. No
0: worries. Thank you for being here. It was lovely to have you back. And thank you to everybody for listening again. As always, anything, just DM us, any questions, queries, opinions, (laughs) whatever. Just DM us.
1: We want to hear from you.
0: I have been G, back again with G number two.
1: With Gianni, G number two. And it's been lovely. (laughs) Until next time.
0: Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks.